welcome to season three of Voices of the Goddess podcast, where we empower, inspire, and uplift women to be the goddesses they truly are. I'm your co-host, Julietta, the magical PT, owner and founder of Body and Soul PT, as well as Soul Candy, intuitive, handmade, and one-of-a-kind jewelry and artwork. I support people in finding the magic within themselves, creating balance in their body and soul. And I'm your other co-host, Graciela, published, award-winning, and professionally certified portrait photographer specializing in boudoir and personal branding. I create portraits of who you are and not just what you look like so that you can become who you've always been. Join us each week as we sit down for a heart-to-heart chat, sharing stories and insights with listeners across the globe. Laughter and tears alike abound as we access ancient wisdom in modern times through unique and exciting storytelling, supporting you on your life's journey. Welcome to The Circle and enjoy the show. Welcome to the show, everyone. Super excited. It is the first show with Graciela as my co-host. Yay! Thank you so much for doing this. I am so excited to be a part of this. Ridiculous! I have a platform with you. This is so <laughs> I love it. right off the bat, did you? <laughs> like, but, you know... When I sat down, I'm like, if I'm going to have someone else do the show with me, Graciela is my woman. So, so I'm excited sweet. for our audience to get to know you better. And, you know, yes, we're going to miss Allison. And you're going to bring something new and fresh to the show. And, and you know, we each, you know, so we're, this is season three. So, which is amazing because I never really thought that I would be a podcaster one day. And then, you know, when you look at podcast success rates, most of them don't make it. And yeah. here we are in season three. So it's- Listen, I am so proud of you. Let me just shower you here for a minute with some good vibes because I am so proud of you and Allison and what you guys have done. And it is like such a privilege for me to be able to step in in season three. So, you know, I'm going to work like double, triple, extra hard. So <laughs> we have a, a lot Better. to do. I'm super excited. I'm really, yeah. I'm just really proud of you guys. I'm really proud. And and I'm really um, excited for everyone in the audience, like all over the world, changing lives. That's it. You know, it's just one thing, right, mom? Just one thing that we got to do today is change the world. Perfect. And, and that's a question. And maybe this is our topic. Because um, even it came up the other night when we were at your office and you know talking about some of the problems in the in the world and and you know the question is people ask you know do something do something and the question is what can i do what can i do as one person here in the world to change the world yeah. and the answer truly is do one thing yeah and it, you know, it really is you know for me and i'm I'm a giver. I'm, I love nonprofits. I love, you know, the human condition, you know, and, and I love helping. And sometimes it gets overwhelming to think, what can I do just one person? How can I make a difference? You know, and this is a question that I've been asking myself since I was a little kid, you know, I don't know, five years old, you know, when the kid next to me was crying, right? What, what could I do as a five-year-old because of the injustice? I'll never forget it. It was this one kid. He Somebody took away his um, red crayon and he was crying and he didn't speak English and I knew Spanish. And so what? how could I change the world in that moment as a five-year-old? 
all I could do was be my best self and go over there and speak to him in Spanish and console him and, you know, get his red crayon back, um, of course. <laughs> but, you know, all I could do was comfort him, you know. And I think as I've gotten older over the years, at the end of the day, that's still my go-to, right? Like the way I can change the world is just by being my best self, you know, and whatever that means to each person, you know. Um, I had a really great friend point out that some people are made to be on the front lines. Some people are natural born protesters. Um, some people write songs and some people create art and some people just be their best selves and, you know, even just change the, the mind of the one person in your family, you know, that maybe you didn't expect would change their mind. Right. So I think the answer of how do you change the world? It's really got to start with you. No, I mean, isn't that how you feel when you feel about when you talk about love? Yes. Well, and, you know, like I think Gandhi said it best, be the change you want to see in the world. And the only thing that you really are capable of changing is yourself and how you respond out there in the world. And, um, you know, and that, that comes down to the decision of, you know, when Allison told me she, she wasn't able to continue as my pod with the podcast and, you know, it was some real searching to decide, you know, do I keep this going? And, part of the reason that it had to continue was how many women out there said that was exactly what I needed to hear today. That Absolutely. was, and, and the hilarious thing to me too, is that it's not always, sometimes these episodes are the guest just says these profound things and it's amazing. And you're like, wow, that was the best show ever. And then there's other episodes like, Whoa, glad we made it through that one a lot of times it's that episode that was like the hardest to get through the hardest to get the conversation out. But that person said the one thing that someone out there needed to hear and needed to shift there. So, you know, I, I, I stopped judging episodes. They're all perfect. Exactly how they're supposed to be. They all have the message that that one person that needs, or maybe 10 or maybe a hundred or, <laughs> Or maybe yeah. 10,000 downloads, Julietta? Maybe. We are so close. We are so close. I I am certain that within the next couple of episodes, we will get our 10,000 and we'll have to have, we'll have to have a little celebration. I don't know if you've been part of, uh, we've, uh, we, we've done a couple of music videos to celebrate. <laughs> celebrate wait a minute. Up. Wait a minute. No one told me there was going to be dancing and celebrating on this show. Wait a minute. You never know. You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> we, I'll stay ready. I'll stay ready. Well, I'm super excited. And, um, you know, I'll share one more little gem that someone told me um, was, you know, the better you treat yourself, the more it gives other women permission to do the same. And so I personally love that because I tend to carry a lot of guilt of, oh, should I be doing more? Should I be out there? Should I be protesting? Should I carry up a sign and things like that? But I don't, I'm not comfortable doing that, right? I wish I were, right? Like um, surfing. I wish I was comfortable with that, but I'm just not. So um, it's just not my body, right? Like just my body doesn't do that, but I can do so many other things, you know? So um what I love now is that because we're in the age of social media, awareness is such a huge value. Like 
I can't tell you how many people have said, wow, I hadn't heard that before. Wow, no one taught me that when I was in school. Or, oh, I don't watch the news. Is that happening on the other side of the world? And so for as much as social media has, um, you know, negative aspects, I absolutely love it. I think if you use it for good, um, you can share lots of messages all over the world super fast. And particularly with everything that's going on in the world right now, I think it's really important. So, you know, at a minimum, you could share, you know. Yes. All right. Are you ready for your first guest, Graciela? <laughs> Super. This is going to be so amazing. All right. Let's bring Kristen on. Welcome to the show, Kristen. Hi. Gosh, Graciela, I didn't realize I was the first guest. Makes this You're... extra exciting. It Thank is you. extra exciting. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Will you please uh, take a moment and tell our audience a little bit about you, what you do, what makes you special in this world? Okay. Um, so I am Kristen Swinehart. I am actually a recovering attorney. So I did practice law uh, in the state of Florida. And now I am a psychic medium. So my little joke is I used to represent the living and now I represent the dead. Uh, I actually prefer working with the dead better. Um, <laughs> so that's, um, that's what I do. But how I actually work with people is it's been interesting because I've seen that a lot of the people I work with are actually in the midst of their grief process. So shortly after somebody passes, I found that I not only bring messages, but support them in that process as they move through grief. And another piece to kind of point out too, is it's not just when somebody loses a person, but also like job loss or a relationship. I think people, people often forget that grief shows up in many different forms in many different yeah. circumstances. Yeah. So um, working with people in that way and then really helping them figure out, uh, you know, is there one goal that they can focus on and how to help them through this? And I love communicating with spirit to be able to give them that little nugget. So sometimes people come to me needing help with their business only to find out that they needed to have a conversation with their mom or dad, right? And that's been the main sticking point. So it's always really fun to see what spirit has uh, to offer. And then that's how I support my clients and really moving forward. That is so beautiful. I think you must be the most organized psychic medium out there because that legal background, and you know, I have a legal background as well. So I totally get where you're coming from. And uh, I understand your uh, tagline too. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I think that's like, um, Oh, the representing the living and now representing the dead. Got it. Yeah. I love it. It's so amazing. I mean, you know, I, I love that um, what you do can serve in so many different ways. Um, and it's not just the one thing that you think about when you think about a psychic medium, right? Like there's so much cliches and so many um, stereotypes and things like that. But I love that you can bring it into, okay, how can this help me today right now and help me take my next step? That's beautiful. Yeah. And I feel very fortunate to actually have my legal background because to me, it feels like um, I have the ability to blend the two sides and also maybe break some of the perception of what people think psychic mediums are. Uh, and that, it's just fun sometimes to tell people, well, I was a lawyer and now I do this. They're like, that doesn't make any sense. I'm like, I know. I'm still <laughs> trying to understand it. <laughs> That's perfect. It is perfect. Um, you know, as I'm a physical therapist, which is Western medicine, but my practice is so woo woo. You know, they call me the magical PT. So, um, I think that the world is starting to understand and because of people like you, people like me, that you take something that is, you know, so 
left brain, but then we bring in the right, they can, they can cohabitate, they can live together, they can work together. And I think that does open up people more to that spiritual metaphysical realm that, um, that many have been like, no, that's not real. It doesn't exist. And even science is catching up to show that it, it might be realer than, than what everyone thinks. It. And I also think that it actually makes everything that much more powerful, right? Because um, I don't know where in history we started separating everything, right? But the truth is, is that when all of these types of ways of being come together, that's really where you get the big powerful break, right? Like, Julieta, if you were only magical and not a PT, then, you know, that'd be really great to be around. But the fact that you are a PT, like, literally helps my knees, right? <laughs> like, but you help my knees and my heart and my spirit all at the same time. Like, that's, that's because it's all of you, you know, when you only focus on the one part of it, you're missing so many pieces of the puzzle. So that's powerful. I also feel like too, in that realm. So since whenever I maybe speak to attorneys or tell them that I do this, a lot of them will go, Oh, that's interesting. I sometimes feel like I have that ability, but because it's been so shut down and then they don't like what they're doing in their job, but if they could learn how to combine kind of that intuitive self with those other abilities that they have, they might find more fulfillment. Sometimes I feel like people don't have the fulfillment in their career because they're leaving out a massive part of their, who they are. Right. But when you integrate that together and become whole, that gives more fulfillment in what they're doing. Powerful. And absolutely what I, I tell people, the burnout rate for PTs, most PTs last nine years in the profession. And I've been here 31 years now. And a lot of that is because I was able to bring both sides together. And that does fulfill me and allows me to love what I do 31 years into it. So, yeah. All right. I think we should dive into our questions. And our first question, Kristen, is... What is one piece of advice you got from another woman that has changed who you are today? <laughs> this is so funny. So I actually competed for Miss Ohio that goes to Miss America. I actually feel like I'm on the stage right now. Like, wow. Kristen, here's your question. <laughs> um, I have a little PTSD because I couldn't answer it on stage, but no, we'll, we'll do better here. Um, <laughs> so I would say this is actually a new piece of advice. I actually got this last week. And so I'm still sitting with it, but I thought it was so profound. So I do want to share. Um, so it's actually living as if whatever the out, whatever it is that you want, or you're not waiting for the outside world to give it to you to be able to like claim that title or claim that piece. So it's like, if I work with specific clients, I don't actually have to wait until I have one of those. I can start living that and embodying it now in order to attract those types of clients or whatever it may be. It may be, uh, you know, you want to lose weight or you want to try a new sport, but you start to embody that before you actually go out and you don't need to wait for the outside validation. And to me, I think the theme of what's going to show up in this interview is like, I feel like everything's been so backwards in the way that I've been taught and learned. And so now I'm unlearning and doing the opposite thing of what we've learned, which is really tricky, uh, especially for a logical mind to actually grasp like, yeah, no, maybe it doesn't work the way that we've been taught. I, I think you're absolutely right, Kristen. What a great observation. You know, um, so much of our lives is if you do this, then that will happen, right? If you run this race, you will get a prize. If you do your job, you will get paid. If you're nice to me, I will love you, right? Like all of these if then things throughout life. And you're absolutely right. It's really the opposite. Sit in the winning, sit in the joy, sit in the accomplishment first, and then everything else just kind of falls into place. I mean, it's actually the path of least resistance, right? Because once you feel 
that you are the thing that you want, then everything else in your life knows exactly how to line up behind you and support you. Like how incredible is that? Yeah. We, we got to get into kindergarten classrooms. You know, I hate to tell you, Julieta, but every episode we're going to launch a movement. I just want you to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually that. But this takes me back to, I don't remember what year The Secret came out. You know, it was the yes. movie and the book. And that was the people that were further along on the path. That was their big complaint that the component that was missing was that you have to, you know, when you decide what you're trying to attract into your life. It isn't just about thinking about it. You have to be like it's already happened. You know, have gratitude that it already happened. Feel like it's already happening. Just celebrate who you would be if it already happened. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so they're all, they're missing the piece. It's not going to work because they're missing the piece. And that is the the missing piece. Mm -hmm. And um, so there you have it all. The secret has been revealed to revealed. all. <laughs> I kind of feel like it's been there all along, right? And probably when we were really, really little, we knew it. And then it kind of just got tricked out of us, you know? Um, but you know what I'd love to hear, Kristen, because I love what you do so much. And I'm so excited for those that don't know, Chris is going to be coming to the studio in October and we're going to do a live event here. I'm very excited. She's coming in from out of town. So that's really cool. And I thank you for that. Um, but I want to hear one of your like awesome success stories. Like, give me one of your stories with your avocation that just keeps you so passionately drawn to it and, you know, really, really you know, attaches you to it and keeps you moving forward. I, I actually feel very fortunate that almost every reading I do, something happens where I'm blown away and I just am amazed at the way spirit works. So that's one, I mean, like literally every call. And then I always tell my clients, you've got to let me know what, if this thing happens or like what happens. So a lot of times it's just the anticipation of hearing a story, but they range from everything from a woman I did a reading for about a month or so ago saying that it was the first time she had talked to her brother in five years because her mom came through and wanted them to reconnect. And so that was the first time she had reconnected with her brother in five years. And I mean, you can't put a price tag on that, right? That finally a family dynamic is coming back together. So that's one example. Another one was I had a woman come to me for um, something to work on in her business. And she was in my longer term coaching program. Well, it turns out in less than six months, she wasn't really looking for a relationship. She knew a bunch of them hadn't worked. Um, but within that six months of working with me, she met her future husband. So they are now married and they are expecting their first child and everything happened very quickly. That was not like a foreseen outcome of the coaching program, you know? So, so those are the things where it's like, okay, well, that's pretty big news. So um, she's actually become a friend of mine and it's really fun to be able to see the impact of something where I, in a million years, would not have guessed that that would have been part of the result of, of working with spirit through me. You'll, you'll have to put that down as the VIP program, uh, life <laughs> right. uh, you know, VIP program only. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because I typically don't work with people looking for like relationship information because I feel like, oh, those waters are a little tricky to navigate. So if you have a business problem or something, come to me and maybe we'll figure out your relationship piece. But I don't technically market myself that way. But yeah, you never know. I think those kind of things too, it's like it what it's what keeps me doing what I'm doing and loving it. And I see that in your work, Graciela, as well. It's like when you get um, that feedback from your clients, it's just, that's the magic that keeps you going. Yeah. So this is our one carryover from last season. It's been 
just a part of every season because we're all book lovers here. So what is one book that you wish every goddess would read and why? Okay. So another recent one, which is, you know, I have tons of books and information and things I've learned along the way, but for me, it's been this recent exploration of, again, this uh, opposite um, thinking. So the book I would recommend is The Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer. And essentially the premise is he learns how to surrender to the things that show up in his life. And so it could be everything from maybe somebody asks you to go get a coffee, but you really don't want to for whatever reason, and you're kind of controlling, but like little did you know, if you actually went to that coffee, maybe they had the contact for the person that you needed to meet that then did the thing, right? So learning how to surrender. And again, the premise is kind of like, what if life actually has a better plan for you than you do for yourself. So if you surrender into those moments where normally you'd try to control for whatever reason, that you could be missing out on the best. And so he like recounts a bunch of his life and it goes into like building a massive tech company worth like billions of dollars that we would never have known happened because he said yes to something he really didn't want to do and all of the magic within it. So again, kind of looking at those moments where we have an opportunity to go, you know what, I don't really want to do that, but maybe I'll give it a shot and then see what happens. Isn't that beautiful? That's amazing. What a great, great book. You know, I, um, I, accidentally said yes to an outing that I was not really, you know, super excited about going to. I was like, yeah, all right, I'll go. And uh, 17 years later, my partner and I have four kids all together, grandkids and everything. <laughs> so yeah, I, I totally get that. I totally get that. That's awesome. Yeah, I've spent times where I just say yes to, and in our last episode, we talked about this a little, there's a difference between saying yes to everything. Like, no, you don't have to say yes to everything, but when an opportunity shows up, just say yes and see what happens. Cause you don't know. And it goes along with my, my motto is the universe is conspiring in my favor. Indeed. If I just, you know, go along with it and listen. So yeah, I, I encourage everybody out there to, uh, say yes to all the opportunities that come in front of them. Yeah. And I, I think, and Kristen, you know, I know with what you do, like your intuition is a big part of it too, right? Like saying yes to the things that your gut told you to say yes to, but you tried to talk yourself out of, right? I mean, something like that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if any of you can think of those moments where you've been like, oh God, I should have listened to that feeling, but I was so uncomfortable doing the thing. And then later it totally comes back to bite you. But, and that's what I've been finding too, is I've been tuning more into my intuition. You would think that that would be a natural thing, but it's, it's a little harder, you know, like, so if people, if you're struggling with sometimes following your intuition, I totally get it. Um, but as I've been practicing more of like listening to that nudge and then acting upon it, like, seriously, magic is happening. Like the universe is totally conspiring for us. And so like going in with that, and even in the moments where it feels uncomfortable, and this was another great piece of advice from a woman, is that um, when you start feeling uncomfortable in the past, I've looked at that as like, oh, I probably shouldn't do that because I feel uncomfortable. But when that uncomfortable feeling happens, if you can look at it as expansion, right? Like that mm -hmm. feeling means you're expanding. Yep. And then you step into it, right? How much more exciting is that versus like, oh God, I'm uncomfortable. So now it's a new way to go, oh, this is great. I'm expanding. And uh, That's beautiful. yeah. Yeah. Expansion reminds me that I take lots and lots of deep breaths before scary things. So yes. <laughs> and that's why probably you ladies have seen it. If you not, go check it out. But um, Will Smith has a little uh, 
video clip where he talks about how everything you want in life lies on the other side of fear. And so mm -hmm. allowing yourself to, to push through that discomfort, because that's going to get you what you want. So speaking of fear, um, that leads me to my next question for you, Kristen. Um, you know, we go back and forth on making decisions all the time and having experiences and things like that. So what is, and I love these gems, what is the one thing that you've done in your life that you will never regret? That you're like, man, I wasn't sure, but oh, this was amazing and I did it and I'm so glad I did it. Yeah, I love this question. So uh, when I was 21, my dad passed away when I was 18. Uh, and then when I was 21, there was a fundraiser to support the Stroke American Stroke Association and he had heart problems and things like that. So I wanted to do something in his honor. Well, they were offering a trained in stroke program, which was running a full marathon and fundraising $5,000. Now, let's put this into perspective. The only way I was ever running was if I was being chased, right? So I was not like cross country. I did not do any of that. I actually hated running. Um, but because it was for my dad, and this is also what I help teach my clients, right? Is like, because it was for my dad, I could pick this up and maybe change that into something different. So I trained for the marathon. I completed the marathon. It took me forever, but I completed it. And I would never change it because now running is still very much a part of who I am. And even this year, I've gotten to run a couple races with my brother. I actually just 20 years later did my second full marathon um in april and it's knowing like when i'm running i have my dad's memory the, i would never have done it you know i would not have done it had it not been for actually losing my father but now that the legacy i get to keep every time i lace up my shoes and step out to run um so it's been it's been life-changing actually that's beautiful yeah i i think we've led parallel lives Kristen, because i did um my first same as you i'm not a runner i always would look at running people like oh my gosh why are you like is someone chasing you are you okay like twice you know if you need help um so running isn't was never really satisfying for me and to this day i'm still more of a walker than a runner but similarly i was motivated um, I don't know, 20 years ago now, probably to um, do a walk for MS. And we walked 50 miles over three days and it was a fundraiser. And again, just blew the doors open. Exactly what you're saying. Blew the doors open on my life. Totally changed everything. Um, just really, really amazing. What, what a great experience. And... I love too that you take something because I lost my mom like 11 years ago and there's so many yeah, do I wish she was still here? Do I wish I could have a hug from her? But I can also look and see all the beautiful things that came from her passing. So I love that someone else is also looking at what good came out of this because there, there is always good in everything. You just have to look for it and see it. So yeah, and I'm, I'm actually, that's kind of the tagline of my uh, work now is finding the gifts and the gold in the muddy waters of grief. Right? Because when you can find something or associate with something that actually came out of that grief, to me, I mean, and granted, look, I get it can take a long time. My dad passed almost 20, uh, over 20 years ago, right? And I still have those moments. But when I can latch on to those little nuggets that he gave me because of the passing and what I found in the grief, you know, I mean, it, it changes the perspective. 
grief is really an interesting thing. And Julieta, if we have a, a few more minutes, I would like to just yeah. chat a little bit more about that. Like, you know, I love that you brought up how um, grief isn't just the loss of a loved one, but it could be a significant change in your life, right? Like losing a job. Um, when I was in the legal field, we helped folks that had been catastrophically injured or had lost a loved one in uh, some sort of accident. And it was really interesting, you know, when, cause I got into the field when I was just 20 or 21 or so, and I didn't know, you know, there was so much grief surrounding the loss of the use of a limb or the loss of um, ability to live life every day. Right. Like just th those, those types of things really do have grief attached to it. And I'm curious how much of that shows up in what you do. Oh, from just like from a job loss or anything else with that? Um, yeah, like, like it's easy, like when people, you know, it's easy to think of Kristen when you think of loss of a loved one, right? Because it's grief, but how, you know, that how you can help those suffering a different kind of grief that may not even self-identify it as grief. Yeah, I feel like a lot of it just has to do with like identity, right? Because a lot of things, especially with a job or a loss of a limb or whatever, that's all part of an identity. And I think through and through grief kind of is a loss of some form of identity, whether that's from a person or whatever the situation was. And so it's recognizing that that piece is no longer here, but, and how do you move forward? What can you take from that experience and look at it in a different way? And that's, may sound like that's easy to say because I'm not in the midst of something like that, but I've also definitely had my fair share of grief and wish I would have had somebody along the way to support and show me that there's a different way, even just someone to communicate with. I mean, I just yeah. stuffed all my grief down and went off to college and never really went through it until seven years later, you know? And so what are we carrying around? And for me, it's just to have the support and also bring through messages, whether that's from their loved one or from spirit that has to help somebody just moved through all of that. Beautiful. All right. Our last question for you, Kristen, is what is your sweetest, most delicious memory? Okay. Well, since we've been talking about my dad a lot, and since you asked for sweetest and delicious, I figured an ice cream story would be good. Yes. <laughs> um, so my dad used to take my brother and myself to get ice cream, but ice cream was not just like after dinner ice cream. Ice cream was like anytime, maybe I was before dance lessons, if we wanted ice cream, we'd get ice cream. Before my flute lesson, we'd get ice cream. So ice cream time with my father was just really a time of connecting and joy. And it could be, you know, he'd let us eat ice cream before dinner. I always just kind of joke, I had like a grandfather a dad who was like a grandfather let me get away with all these other crazy things but what's funny about it to me to this day is i would always try the ones like with the bubble gum in it and superman um so if you see me eating ice cream today you will likely see me eating superman which is hilarious when people awesome. are like you're eating superman i'm like well who said i had to grow up i still like superman ice cream so i think that it's just the the subtle memory that i have with my dad um, and still being able to eat ice cream and think of him. Gosh, I never put it together, but another gift in the gold of grief, right? That they, that's a small thing. There you so, go. I love, I love that your most delicious memory is something that um, as a parent, we might consider mundane, right? Like taking my kids to get ice cream is like, all right, you know, we'll go, no problem. 
But little do you realize that it's the little daily things that create these incredible memories for you, right? Like, I'm sure your dad felt that it was, you know, his special gift to you, but I'm certain he did not realize that this was going to be something that 20 years later, you know, was going to be so impactful for you. Totally. And I should mention he was a diabetic and was always trying, he probably was actually more trying to have an excuse to eat ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's extra sweet. Go dad. Yeah, totally. (laughs) I love that so much. Thank you for sharing. I love any ice cream story because, you know, I, and so I'm a bit of a foodie. Uh, I've been called a food snob and I've had so many fancy, unbelievable desserts. And my favorite is still always ice cream. (laughs) I will tell you, there is one place that I will drive like 20 miles to go to because they have the best black cherry ice cream. And I don't care what's happening in my life. I get a double scoop on a cone. I don't care if it drips down my arm. I am there for it. I sit down, you know, normally I'm eating and rushing and not for ice cream. Ice cream is sacred time. (laughs) See, look, it ties together for multiple people. Truly. Uh, I love this. <laughs> all right. You had anything else more you want to say, Graciela? I could talk all day. I could talk all day. Kristen, I so appreciate you. I am super, super excited about you coming to the studio and um, just filling the room with all your knowledge and love and just everything. I'm really excited about it. Likewise. Yeah. Thanks for the opportunity. And uh, how can people, if people want to come and see that, Graciela, how can they be a part of that? So um, on my, let's see, if you get on my mailing list, probably. So my website is GracielaValdez.com. Get on my mailing list. You'll get an email. We also have a Facebook event. We can also post that in the uh, Circle of the Goddess group. I think that would be a good idea. Um, And yeah, reach out. And then um, at the end of the show, all of Kristen's stuff will be down in the comments and stuff. So definitely check out her stuff there as well. You work worldwide, right, Kristen? I sure do. I guess I actually learned how to be a medium during COVID, right? So my only option was Zoom and over the phone. So yes, I've had clients in the UK and some other parts of the world. So yep, anywhere. I guess spirit is everywhere, right? Not just in the 954 or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, thank goodness. (laughs) That'd be a problem. Uh, All right, ladies, let's wrap this show up. Thank you so much for joining us today, Kristen. And as always, I am sure there has been nuggets for not just one, but many women out there, something they needed to hear today. So thank you so much for sharing. It's been awesome. Thank Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Bye, ladies. Bye. Thank you, dear ones, for joining us today. Make sure you check out the show notes for details on how to get in touch with either Julieta, Graciela, or today's special guest. Don't forget to subscribe, review, like, and share. Big love and gratitude for all of you. May the path before you be ever illuminated by your fellow goddesses. Shine bright and have a magical day.